0: Hey y'all welcome to your best pet conversations with a vet my name is Dr. D, and I am here to educate you on the important topics you didn't know you needed to know communication is the key in any relationship and I believe with my whole heart that if you are educated in a way that you can understand that'll make you the best pet parent you can be so let's get started Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday, everybody. Good morning. Um, I was going over some options on what to talk to you guys today. And I thought I would give you, I thought I would start incorporating some kind of, not controversial, but like some kind of, I don't know, my opinion on different things, because I feel like... Sometimes that can be helpful for people to understand what's going on in the clinic and how we feel about, you know, different aspects of our job or or whatnot. Um, It might ruffle some feathers. It might be a little more controversial than I anticipated, but I thought maybe a little, I don't know, short and sweet opinions piece might be helpful for people. Um, Just some interesting info for you guys. Um, Again, uh, this is my opinion, this is not everybody's opinion, Um, but this is my opinion on humans entering the clinic. Um, With COVID and everything that happened in the last three years, um, we've been a little spoiled. We've been a little spoiled not having humans in the clinic and just having animals. Um, And I, for one, loved it. Um, There's that meme that was going around of Jim from the office looking through the blinds and like smiling because like, you know, that's how I feel on the inside when humans are outside and I have their pets inside Um, because humans make our job so much harder. I imagine it's like a pediatrician, you know. Where you have the the kid and you're trying to fix the kid, but then you have the parents that are like hovering and asking a million and one questions and you're like, can I just do my job? I just want to do my job. Um, so what's happening is is a lot of clinics are opening back up. Um, I know our clinic was one of the last clinics to open up um, post COVID and there was a lot of opinions about why we hadn't opened up yet and, and all of that and realistically we were short-staffed and it's a lot easier for us to operate curbside Than it is for us to operate with humans in the building. So it just made it a lot easier for us to be able to do our job and to be able to do our job well. Um, There's a lot of pros and cons to opening the clinic back up. Um, When we decided we were gonna open back up, a lot of us groaned and and didn't want to do it, and corporate Said we had to, and you know, our bosses said we had to, so we did it. Um, And of course, we opened back up, and after one week of being open, you know, we had a third of our staff come down with COVID. Uh, Three out of, I think, 12 people had COVID, Um, four, but one was sick and, and didn't test positive. Um, and that was a whole situation. We had to close back down for another two weeks and then open back up and people were pissed and it was a whole thing. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, I thought I would bring some pros and cons of being open. Um, and then let you know what you can do to help us out. (laughs) Um, there's a lot of pros to having people in the building. There's a lot of cons to having people in the building. Um, one of the pros is that it's nice to be able to explain things in person because I talk with my hands a lot and I describe things and point things out. And it's nice that, that you as a client can see what I'm talking about or see what I'm pointing at or you know, I can lift up a lip and show you what a tooth looks like um, and help you understand, you know, why that tooth needs to come out or why I'm recommending removing a tooth or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I can point out a mass and I can show you what to look for. I can show you, um, you know, what I, what I'm talking about or what I, I, you know, need to do to make your pet better. So, um, that is one of the pros to having you there. Um, to be able to show you what I'm talking about. Uh, Another pro is not getting yelled at over the phone. (laughs) People are more apt to um, raise their voice or or get loud um, over the phone rather than in person, because when you're looking me in the eyes, you're less likely to scream at me. Um, So that's a pro. (laughs) Um, And some pets are better with their owners present. Um, Some, not all and actually most pets are worse with their owner present. So keep that in the back of your mind. Um, Most pets actually did really well during COVID um, not having their owners present. We actually have a lot of pets now that their owners are present way more aggressive in the exam room, Um, and they weren't that way for the whole of COVID. So you know, there's no notations in their chart that they're an aggressive pet or anything like that. So that was a fun find now that we are open again. (laughs) Um, and, and yeah, there, there are a lot of pros to clients being in the room. Um, you know, some things are faster, um, taking history is a lot faster with the clients present rather than over the phone. Um, but some things are slower. Um, I feel like we can take less extra pets, um, than we could during COVID. Um, I was able to do a lot of emergency and a lot of work-ins, as opposed to now that clients are present and I have to be in the room with the client, I can't sneak in a few extra appointments rather than, um, previously when I could. So that's one difference, um, I feel like another con is I have to explain myself even more, um, rather than when it was over the phone, I felt like I could explain myself one time and get approval to do certain testing or whatever, whereas in person, I feel like I have to explain myself even more and almost justify everything more, um, which may just be a personal thing, but that's how it feels, um. And then the other con that I wrote down was still having to move pets away from the owner to do certain treatments. So instead of just being able to draw blood right away and, you know, take the x-rays and do the things right away, I have to move them from one room to the next away from the client to be able to draw blood or do those other things. Um, there, when it comes to drawing blood in front of the clients, that's a whole controversial topic too. Um, I almost always ask the client before I give an injection, um, if they're sensitive to needles because clients can pass out, um, when you give their pet an injection or something like that. So that's a con of having clients present, uh, nowadays too. So, um, those are just a few examples. There are a ton more good and a ton more cons. And, you know, I certainly liked curbside a lot better just because I feel like I had a little more control in the situation. And as a doctor, I like being in control. That um, helps me practice a little bit better because I feel like I have a pulse on what's going on in different situations. I can... I could play a lot of music and, and, you know, keep the vibe a lot happier, whereas with clients present, you can't necessarily do that. Um, so there are a few things that I thought um, I could talk about. Um, here's how to help me help you. <laughs> here's how to help your veterinarian be able to practice just as well as they did during COVID um, with you present. Um, A few things I've noticed um, with having clients present again uh, is pets are more anxious, which sounds a little bit weird because wouldn't they be better with the client present? But a lot of the times, there's a lot of um, nonverbal cues that clients can do that make their pets more nervous. And I don't know how to help the situation aside from pointing it out to each client but when you crowd over top of your pet and attempt to um, calm them down shall we say you're actually using those nonverbal cues that we are the bad guys and you're trying to quote unquote protect your pet from them which in turn makes them more anxious and more aggressive Toward the doctor and the nurse. I don't know if that makes sense to y'all, but I see it in the exam room every single day. Every single day. It's people hovering over their pet or covering them in a certain way or, you know, pushing them back away from the veterinarian instead of letting them walk up and say hi and introduce themselves like a normal pet should. Um, and when that happens, you turn us into the bad guy and it, it makes them more afraid instead of less afraid. And you think that you're helping and in turn, you're actually making it worse. So number one, don't crowd your pet and don't crowd your vet. Um, think of your vet like a friend and not somebody that you need to be afraid of. Um, I know that sounds weird and I know it sounds a little bit um, funny coming from me because that's not usually how I talk, but um, your vet is trying to help. And if you treat them like they're a stranger and you treat them like somebody who you don't know or you don't trust, then your pet is not going to trust them. And if your pet doesn't trust them, then it makes the entire visit Um, a scary thing and then i spend 15 minutes trying to gain your pet's trust back when i shouldn't have had to do that in the first place so number two be prepared for your visit if you don't know why you're here i don't know why you're here (laughs) as simple as that i can look in the computer and i can see oh we're coming due for a couple of vaccines is that why you're coming in today? But if you don't know why you're here, then I don't know why you're here. So, number two is (laughs) be prepared for your visit. PSA to all the wives out there if you are sending your husband in for a vet appointment, or vice versa, husband, if you're sending your wife in with the dog for the vet appointment be prepared. Make sure they know where the lump or the bump is that you want examined. Make sure they know what medication your dog is taking. Make sure they know why they're coming in for their visit because the first question out of our mouths is what's going on, and if they don't know and they can't tell us, then it's a waste of a visit. If they can't find the lump in question and there are 50 lumps on Fido, what do you think I'm going to (laughs) do? I'm going to, you know, point out the lumps and I'm going to offer, you know, testing. And, you know, nine times out of the 10, the husband is going to decline testing, which is the whole reason why you came in. So make sure they know why they're coming in, make sure they know what it's going to cost, and make sure that they have approval to be able to do whatever it is that needs to be done with the dog that day so that you're not having to make another appointment or come back in later because things didn't get handled. Because that frustrates you, but it also frustrates us. Um, because we want to fix things. We want to make things better. <laughs> Number three, help me help you. Don't yell at us. <laughs> Please don't yell at your doctor, or your nurse, or your receptionist. We are new to having humans in the building too, We are doing our best to make sure things are running smoothly and making sure that people aren't waiting a long period of time or making sure that um, people are getting appropriate estimates or people are getting appropriate recommendations and you're getting all your questions answered. And if you're throwing a fit or screaming or yelling or acting like a child, you're not going to get what you want. And nine times out of 10, you're going to get fired from that vet clinic and you're going to have to find a new veterinarian. So keep that in the back of your mind. (laughs) Number four, smile. Smile at your doctors and your nurses because chances are we are having a hard day. Chances are we are doing our absolute best to make sure things are running as smoothly as possible. And if they're not, just know it frustrates us too. And we're doing our absolute best. So smile. <laughs> it really does make things better. And it really does make even just, a, even just a smile in the middle of the day. You have no idea how big that is for me. Because if I have one client who's nice, I hold on to that all day long. <laughs> so keep that in mind. That's number four. Number five, if we need to muzzle your pet, let us if your pet is being aggressive i will put a muzzle on it to protect it uh i call it keeping him honest um because while he may not be the kind of dog who attacks um he might and even though he's never done it before there's a first time for everything And I would rather not get bit. (laughs) So, um, because then I have to go to the emergency clinic and explain to the rest of my clients why I cannot see them that day. And that's a whole ordeal that I'd rather not go down. So if he needs to be muzzled, let me muzzle him. (laughs) Um, That's for his own protection. We don't want him labeled as an aggressive dog. I put a muzzle on any pet who is... Wall or looking to the side, or you know, quote unquote, giving us a stink eye, um, just for safety's sake. Um, it's just to keep them honest. It's just to make sure that we don't put ourselves in a situation that we're going to regret later. So, um, number five, if we need to take your pet to the treatment area for testing, sedation, etc., let us. There is a reason why we walk them away from you in order to draw blood or do testing or um, sedate them. Um, I prefer to do sedation away from the owner because I don't want them to associate um, being sedated with having the owner present because that has bad connotations for them going home. Um, I also prefer to do sedation right next to an area where there's oxygen in case of emergency. So there are reasons why we do things away from the owner or we do things with owners present. Um, there, there's a reason for that. So know that it's not to be mean. It's not to, um, because we don't want you to see what we're doing. It, it has nothing to do with that. It's for safety. Um, I also draw blood away from clients because, number one, I don't want any clients passing out <laughs> at the sign of blood because it does happen more often than you think. Um, and number two, um, when pets start to freak out, clients often put their hands in the way. And when you put your hand in the way, what happens is, is number one, you can get bit, or number two, you can get poked, or number three, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. So I don't draw blood in front of clients as a rule of thumb. There's a few exceptions. If I am if I need three drops of blood for a heartworm test and I have a super anxious dog who does better with the owner present, I might draw blood in front of the owner if they're okay with it. But typically, we've had a discussion about it prior to. Um, or there's a couple other instances where I've done that in, in the last few weeks. But um, there are reasons for that. So It's not, uh, we don't take them away from you in order to be mean about it. It's honestly for safety. The next thing I have on my list is um, help me help you by controlling your pet. That is not hovering over the top of your pet when we walk through the door or, um, you know, crowding them when we're trying to do an exam or things like that. That is having your pet on a leash at your side. That is not letting them attack me when I walk through the door or um, not letting them jump or lunge at my face when I walk into an exam room to do an exam. Um, If you know that your pet needs a muzzle, notify the staff. Or if you know that they need sedatives for a visit or sedatives for a nail trim and you don't give them said sedatives (laughs) prior to coming in, that's not helpful. (laughs) Help me help you by picking up your sedation beforehand and giving it or, um, you know, notifying the staff that, hey, you know, we can be aggressive sometimes. Can we put a muzzle on? All of that, mucho respect. Like, I will respect the heck out of you if you tell me that ahead of time rather than letting us find out the hard way or, you know, we have to read the notes to find it out and then it just puts us, you know, then we have to go find one that fits rather than having one ready and, and all of that. So if you know ahead of time that these things are going to need to happen, let's let's save some time <laughs> of me trying and failing rather than you just telling me outright so that we can fix it and make it better. Um, and lastly, if you are concerned about something, ask before the visit is over. Do not wait until after the visit to ask your question. Do not wait until um, you get out to you know, the lobby and, you know, oh, well, I have five questions for the doctor. Well, the doctor already left. The doctor's already in the next appointment. You should have asked it while you were in the appointment with the doctor. Um, the other day, I had somebody who waited until she got to the lobby to ask about the ears. The ears were not on the documentation at all. No, not a single question about the ears the entire time. Um, they were clear. They were totally normal, and. She waited until she got to the lobby to be like, well, did you check the ears? She's been scratching. (laughs) Why didn't you ask while we were in the exam? Don't do that. Don't be that client. Um, So those are the things that um, you can do to help me help you in an appointment now that we have clients back in the exam rooms. It is super helpful um, to, to be present It's super helpful for you to be knowledgeable about what's going on. It's super helpful for you to ask questions and be involved in your pet's care um, when you're in the exam room with the doctor who can answer those questions. So even if you feel like you're asking too many questions, I don't mind. Um, I know most doctors don't mind. We want to make sure that you understand why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and it helps everything go a lot smoother. So, that is all I have for you. Might be a little bit sassy, but those are my opinions on humans being in the clinic again. Um, and hopefully, this was a helpful one. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Um, but that's how I feel. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Okay y'all thank you so much for listening in if you like this podcast share it with a friend uh, if you found it helpful send it to somebody who you think it would help too um, you can like comment share this pod on insta it's your best pet pod um, and if you love this podcast five stars only please at the bottom i'd really appreciate it it helps the pod grow and reach more people Until next time, hope you're living life with your best pet. We'll see you next week.